0: Y'all may be seated. Uh, Well, good morning. morning. Uh, It is great to be with you here in worship this morning. If we've not had a chance to meet yet, my name is Tim Catlett, and I have the privilege to serve as one of the pastors here. And it truly is a great joy to come together, to worship together, uh, to be in God's presence in this place. And part of our prayer this morning and our hope that as we worship, is that uh, we believe, we trust that God's presence is already here. God's spirit is present among us. And our hope is that uh, we might have an encounter with God's spirit today. Uh, Whether it's through the songs we sing, whether it's through the prayers that we pray, uh, the scripture that we read, or simply just being with each other, uh, that we might encounter God in some new and fresh ways, and that we might be challenged, we might be renewed, we might be restored, and we might be stretched to be the people that God calls us to be each and every day. And that really is our hope uh, and our prayer this morning. Uh, As we get started, I do want to share a few things that are coming up in the life of our church. I'm going to invite you uh, on your bulletins, if you will, uh, flip with me to the back page. There are a lot of announcements on both of those back two pages, so inside and out. uh, But I want to draw specific attention to something that's coming up uh, in a few weeks. Uh, Right there under Serve All, uh, you'll see an announcement there about family promise. Uh, We share this often Uh, But Family Promise is a partnership that we have uh, with other churches and uh, communities of faith across uh, Wake County, uh, where we provide temporary housing uh, for families uh, who are in between housing. And so, uh, as many of you may know or may not know, uh, families cannot stay together in shelters uh, if they are homeless or without a home at a time because men are not allowed to stay with women and children. And so, churches have bound together to, to create space, this has been going on for many years, Uh, so that families can stay together as they seek new solutions uh, for jobs, for employment, for housing. And so we have been part of that network for a long time. Uh, It was called Wake Interfaith Hospitality Network. It is now called Family Promise. Uh, We host five times a year. Uh, In fact, uh, this coming time in August, we'll host two weeks back-to-back. And so we just invite you, if you're looking for a way to serve, uh, to see how these spaces are used to meet some other folks uh, in our church and across our community, uh, it's a great chance to come. Uh, You can... Uh, do as much as staying overnight you can also just come eat dinner or help prepare meals you can drive a a van in the mornings Uh, if you're really good at laundry if that's your spiritual gift you can do laundry uh, as part of this Uh, but there are lots of ways to serve we just encourage you if you're looking for a way to serve to plug in in a few weeks uh, we have this great opportunity uh, to to do that uh, together there's also lots more happening uh, throughout this summer going into fall Lots of places to plug in to, to groups that are always really starting as well as some service opportunities. So just take a minute uh, this morning to look over those and see where, uh, where you might be taking a next step of your faith to serve uh, right here uh, in our community. Uh, the other thing I wanted to celebrate this morning was actually what happened last week. Uh, I know that um, it might be hard to imagine, although we do worship in a gym, uh, but this place was transformed last week. Uh, to be part of our annual vacation Bible school here on our Apex campus. and I want to just celebrate the work that was been done, uh, share with you a little piece of that. We're going to share this morning through a video. so let's watch. There's so much fun that was happening in that video. One, if you were here for VBS, which I know there are many of you were, there are 175 volunteers that make VBS possible for 450 kids. Um, at least for me, I was actually watching Corey. When, when the song was singing, Corey's like bouncing with it. Like, so you can kind of see, like, that was like he's either heard too much of it, or I'm not really sure what. But there's this, like, the song gets into you in a, I'm going to call it a good and holy way. It's like a beefy, you know? Yeah, that's right. We are moving. No, that's right. <laughs> I danced several times this week. It was very fun. That's right. <laughs> uh, but it was a, just a joy. At the end there, you saw a quick note. Um, that we challenged our, our, our um, students to raise $1,000 for Methodist Home for Children. Uh, Methodist Home is one of our partners uh, that does foster care and helps place uh, children in homes. And they have a program called 1K for One Kid. It's $1,000 to come alongside a child in their system. And so we challenged them to raise $1,000. If they did... Uh, they could pie Josh in the face. Um, they over, um, they exceeded that goal. They actually raised $3,000 this week uh, for Methodist Home for Children, and we are so grateful for their leadership. And i celebrate with them. So you saw, you saw Josh in video. Josh was, uh, was pied there. Josh led all of our VBS, and we're so thankful for his leadership. There's also several others. And so if you are on Facebook or on social media or on YouTube, you can find it. But there are, there's a great video of Todd uh, pieing uh, Josh in the face with, with splattering happening across the way. So it's a very fun, uh, fun thing to celebrate. Uh, the last thing I want to share this morning, I'm going to invite Sheila Ayler to come join me for a minute. Um. Earlier this summer, uh, or actually, well, a couple weeks ago, we know Pastor Charlene Guider retired, or re-retired, as our pastor of congregational care. Uh, earlier this summer, we actually welcomed uh, Sheila, Pastor Sheila, to our team, and uh, we just wanted to give you guys a chance to see her, to, to know her. She's preached in this space one time already, uh, but we have been so grateful. She's been going through the licensing process in our Methodist Church uh, system. She was licensed this summer at annual conference, and then she's been a Duke uh, for really all of July, at least it feels like. Uh, taking classes as part of her process, but she will be here. She is our new pastor of Congregational Care, and so we're so thankful to have her be part of this team. And so we just want to make sure you had a chance to meet her this morning, that we're going to pray for her. And so if you guys would, just reach out a hand of blessing this morning as we pray for Sheila. Let's pray. Almighty God, we thank you for Pastor Sheila. We thank you for the call that you've placed in her life uh, to lead your people to serve your church. And we pray this day that as we journey through all the rejoicing and suffering of what it means to be the body of Christ, that you would fill her with your spirit and you would help her to be a vessel of your grace uh, for all of us uh, in Christ's holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank, Thank, Thank you. here. And as we continue to worship this morning, I invite you all to stand and to greet one another in the name of Christ. i sing just the first verse and chorus for you. a uh, Each week as we worship, uh, one of the ways that we worship together is that we invest together in the work that God is doing uh, in and through the life of this church. And so we get an opportunity to give our tithes and our offerings and to share in that work uh, together this morning. Uh, One of the ways that your gifts are used in the life of the church uh, is really through lots of large and quiet ways. We talked earlier about Vacation Bible School and how this place uh, really was transformed into a place where God's children uh, might know uh, the love of God and the love of God's family. Uh, We also get a chance to see that in lots of quiet ways. Uh, We have programs that happen throughout the summer, one called Apex Smart, uh, which is a read and feed program for our neighbors where uh, between the traditional school calendar, uh, those children and families that are on free and reduced lunch uh, don't have the same opportunities for food that they have throughout the year. And so we partnered with other organizations to provide one of those spaces throughout the year uh, where children can come uh, experience tutoring uh, here or just reading uh, throughout the summer, and then families can come and receive uh, food and groceries uh, that uh, they may not, not otherwise have access to. And so uh, that is something that happens in our fellowship hall. It's happened six times this summer. And so we are. that's one of the ways uh, that you create space uh, for people to encounter the good news of Christ. And so as you guys give this morning, just know that uh, sometimes it's big ways, sometimes it's small ways, but in all ways, we get to invest in this kingdom together. Let us pray. Almighty God, we give you thanks uh, for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to gather here in worship, uh, to sing your praises, be reminded of your truth, uh, to experience the presence of your spirit. And So Lord, as we uh, gather in this place, as we seek uh, to know you, uh, to follow you, to be like you. We pray that you would open our hearts and our imaginations to experience you in new ways today. And particularly as your scripture is read and proclaimed, may the words of my mouth, the meditations of all of our hearts, may they be acceptable in your sight. Amen. Uh, So this morning, we're beginning a four-week sermon series uh, called Now Streaming, uh, God in the Digital World. And part of what we'll be looking at for the next four weeks uh, is ways that we experience God uh, in different forms of media. Uh, so we'll be looking at things like movies, uh, television shows, uh, music, podcasts. This morning we'll look specifically at art uh, and the way that we experience art and how art is an expression of our creativity. Uh, but our, our purpose and one of the purposes throughout the next four weeks is really to explore uh, what it means to be created by a creative God. And what it means for us to participate in God's unfolding creation. And how we experience that and experience God in many places. I mean, we obviously experience God in worship on Sunday mornings. We also experience God, though, in so many other places. And how we might pay attention to where God is showing up in these creative, uh, creative places to uh, expand our imagination for what it means to be part of God's kingdom. But also how we might contribute our own gifts and creativity uh, to sharing God's love in these ways. And so that really is our hope uh, for the next four weeks. It will be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll be able to share some stories and, and share, again, some television shows and music and movies and other things that I think will, uh, will engage us as we come out of Judges and head into uh, the, fall, uh, the fall here. Uh, this morning, we're going to begin uh, with a passage out of Genesis. We're going to begin in the beginning. And so we're going to begin at the very beginning. Uh, this is Genesis 1, uh, verses 1 through 5. And so if you have your Bibles with you this morning, you can open with me to Genesis 1. Uh, we'll have the words on the screen as well, or if you want to pull up an app uh, to read that way, I know many folks do that uh, as well today, will be Genesis 1, uh, verses 1 through 5. Uh, hear this word of God. Uh, In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So in the beginning... When God created the heavens and the earth, in the beginning, we hear and learn from the very beginning of Scripture uh, one of the core essences and nature of the character of God. Uh, we don't actually hear, the first thing we don't hear about God, we don't hear that God is love or that God is full of grace or that God is forgiving or patient or kind. The very first thing uh, that we learn about God and the essence of God is that God is creator, God is the one who creates. The Apostles' Creed, which is a a core tradition, a a statement of our faith, uh, begins this way. It says, I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And one of the core statements, foundational uh, proclamations of our faith, when we describe who God is, one of the first things we describe about God is that God is a creator, God is the one who creates. God is the one that is creating. And then we'll come a little bit later on, we'll see different translations of this verse that, that, that lend us to this, this active creating that God does. And the beautiful thing about creation is that it doesn't stop with God. And this is where, as we move through Genesis, we come to these other two verses. This is Genesis 1, uh, verse 26, where God says, uh, Let us make humankind in our image, the imago Dei, the image of God, according to our likeness. When God creates us, when he creates humankind, he creates us to be in the image of God, to be like God, and in being like God, we too are to be creators, we're to be creative. The other way, the other piece of it is Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, the other story of creation when he says this, it says, Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and then man became a living. Being. God creates us. God breathes God's life into us. That, that word there, the word for breath in Hebrew scripture is the breath is the word ruah. You gotta say ruah, ruah. It's this word for breath or wind or spirit. It's the same word across the Hebrew scriptures. And so when it talks there in Genesis two about God breathing life into us, the breath of God into us, God is breathing the spirit of God, the ruah of God, uh, into humankind. It is the thing that gives us our essence, our nature. Is the Spirit of God in us. And so because the Spirit of God is in us, because God chooses to dwell in us, uh, we too, again, get to be part of God's uh, creation. Uh, I've shared with some of you, I've been reading a lot of Richard Rohr lately, uh, and we're going to spend some time on Rohr in September when we talk about our new series called Why Christian. Uh, But I want to share a quote that Rohr talks about when he talks about the Spirit of God kind of breathing into us. And we're going to share this from his book, he talks about the name of God. And this was a fascinating thing for me. And it's, it's really actually changed the way that I pray uh, because of the way that we talk about breath and the breathing of God. He says, As we Christians spell and pronounce that is the name of God, it, the word is Yahweh. In Hebrew, uh, it is the sacred uh, tetragrammaton, so it's four consonants uh, ya, Yod, He, Ve, and He. And he says, I am told that those are the only consonants in the Hebrew alphabet that are not articulated with the lips. Uh, and the tongues. So in Hebrew, there were not you know, vowels between it. We add the vowels because it makes it easier for us to say. And so it says this. Uh, Y-H-V-H, or yod Hey Ve He was considered a literally unspeakable word uh, for the Jews. Because they couldn't use their tongue and lips to enunciate it, they couldn't actually speak those four letters together. So it says this. This unspeakability has long been recognized, but now we know it goes even deeper. Uh, Formerly, the name of God was was not, uh, could not be spoken at all, only breathed. Many are convinced that its correct pronunciation is an attempt to replicate and imitate the very sound of inhalation and exhalation. The name of God from the beginning, Yahweh, which means I am, Moses, when he encounters Moses, shares this name, I am who I am is this breathing, this breathing in of God's Spirit and breathing out God's Spirit to this world. It's this pattern of inhalation and exhalation. Uh, many communities actually use that as their prayer. They call it a sometimes a breath prayer where you breathe in part of the prayer then breathe out the prayer. And It's just this rhythm of breathing uh, where we speak uh, the name of God even in our breath where, where you inhale and exhale this Spirit that's in us. And it's in breathing in this Spirit, this ruah. It's then breathing out this spirit that we get to participate again in this creativity that God offers to us. God's desire for us is not just to keep that spirit inside of us, but also to offer that spirit to the world so people might experience uh, that presence of God just like we have. I said earlier, there's a verse, Genesis 1-1, there's another translation for it. In fact, if you have NRSV, there's a little subnote on it. So it says, when God created, there's a little like, little A, because it's the very first subnote in Scripture, and it drops down and says, this is what it actually, the, the verb tense is. The verb tense there is actually when God began to create the heavens and the earth. It's not that God is done creating. It's not just a past thing. Some of you who know grammar better than I do, uh, I, I can rely on grammarly uh, to get my grammar right. Uh, but some of you may know grammar more than I do, uh, may know the actual verb tense of that. But it's this active tense where God began the creation process. And, and what we Believe from Genesis is that a God begins creating, and the God chooses to use us as humankind as a, con- a continuation of that creation. Here's a quote from a guy named Dan McCullum, and Dan says this about creativity. He said, "Creativity is not a mood. A creativity is not a gift. It's the very nature of God inside you." Creativity is not a mood, it's not a gift, it's the very nature of God inside you. Each one of us has that nature, that breath, that ruah of God inside of us. And so part of what I, what I want us to get, and this, we're going to use this next quote, uh, Chris. So part of what it means to be human is participating in the unfolding creativity of God. And so throughout this series, that's one thing I want us to hold on to is that part of the human experience, part of what it means to be created in God's image, to have the breath of God in us, is to participate in this unfolding creativity, that we get to be part of God's creativity in the world. You know, I, I think about Josh this past week, uh, who led our VBS, and one of Josh's gifts is his, uh, his dancing and his rhythm, things that I showed you very earlier I don't have either of, right? But Josh used his creativity, his imagination for dance, to lead our kids uh, to experience God—that's part of what we get uh, to be a part of. And one of the very earliest ways that we learn to do that is through art. I'm gonna pull up a picture uh, real quick. Chris, put that, that image? Now, does anybody recognize this? Not necessarily this girl. She is one of our children from VBS. But does anybody recognize this image in your own house, or your like from school days, or maybe yourself have like either a good or a bad memory of this? Like, this is what our preschoolers do, right? We send them to school, or they're in preschool, or they're at home, and a lot of what we try to do is find crafts or projects, art projects for them to do, uh, to create, and a lot of times it's art. Uh, It's always beautiful, right? And we like to hang it on our fridge, and we, just like when God created the the heavens and the earth, God looked at all of creation and says it's very good. When we see the creation of our preschoolers, we look at God's creation, we say it's very good, right? And so we, we get to participate. From the very earliest ages, we get to express ourselves through art, through color, uh, through expression. Here are two other, here's a um, quote from Pablo, Pablo Picasso about art. He says this. He says, God is really just another artist. He invented the giraffe, the elephant, and the cat. God has no real style. He just goes on trying other things. Right. If you've ever taught preschool, you can see the vast creativity of God in our preschoolers. They just keep trying things. This is a beautiful expression. I think often as we grow up, as we get older, we actually try to confine our creativity and we think, you know, how might others see it or perceive it uh, rather than where God is calling us to be creative. Uh, These are two images uh, from our preschool this week. Here's one, uh, you know, hand art is a a favorite kind of art. Uh, Here's a second one. Uh, this is them uh, decorating uh, through paper mache uh, doves as symbols of the Holy Spirit as sort of an expression of uh, the movement of the Holy Spirit. And, and I just remember when I was going through VBS or as we were teaching VBS, craft time uh, was like, well, I loved craft time. Like I loved participating. I loved being part of it. I loved making a mess. Uh, but I loved the ways that we get to, uh, to be part of and our kids can be part of this creativity of God. It's a beautiful way for them to express uh, this uh, this beauty that's in each of us, this spirit uh, that's in each of us. Uh, a few years ago, I had the chance to, to meet uh, a new friend of mine. Her name is Christy Wilkinson. I think we have a picture of Christy, uh, Chris. Uh, this is Christy. Uh, if you don't know Christy, Christy is a member of our Peak campus. She started worshiping the Peak about seven years ago. Uh, Christy is an adult in our community with special needs who lives in a group home uh, right here in Cary, uh, and several of those adults come and worship at the peak. They, they, they came while I was there, and they're still there and very active uh, in the life and ministry of that community. And Christy uh, has become a friend of mine, and we have uh, journeyed together through many uh, trials and, and rejoicing over the years. Uh, but one of my favorite uh, stories of Christy is that Christy, uh, early on, got connected with another artist in our community named Kathy Ammon. Uh, Kathy, if you don't know Kathy, Kathy has a studio here. Uh, she actually has a studio in one of our spaces. Kathy's the one on y'all's far right, left of that picture. Uh, it's a studio in our fellowship hall. And a lot of the art that hangs in Crossroads uh, is Kathy's work. Uh, Kathy's work is, as you see, the, a lot of light, a lot of movement of light that overflows on God's people. And so Kathy's work uh, is there. And Christy began uh, to, uh, to journey with Kathy, Kathy in, a, in an art class and so Kathy began teaching several adults, and so she would come week after week, every Thursday, and they would, they would paint together, and they would do paintings, and they would do um, uh, collages and other expressions of art. And it became a great way for Christy uh, to express and share her creativity uh, in just some amazing ways. Uh, this is one of the images that she painted uh, in a time uh, that Christy was going through a very dark time in her own life. Uh, she had a job, but... As she would go to the job, often she would go. She would take a you know, public transportation to the job. Uh, she would get there. Uh, they'd have nothing for her to do, and so they'd send her right back home. And so she would uh, had this unfulfillment in her in her work. Uh, she was having challenges with relationships. Her roommate and her were not getting along very well, and uh, people in the house were not connecting well. And so she had challenges there uh, as well. And as she was journeying through this, she was journeying through with the four women that you saw a minute ago, uh, who were painting with her, praying with her, just. Uh, journeying beside her, and she painted this picture, this, uh, this uh, rainbow. Chris, bring that rainbow back up. And as she painted this, she actually started at the bottom. And the bottom for her was a chance for her to express the darkness and the chaos that she was feeling in those moments. Uh, it was very dark to begin with, and uh, and she started uh, harsh brushstrokes, chaotic brushstrokes, that uh, to just express how a tumultuous, she was feeling, and how she really had nothing to settle on. And she did several paintings like this, and each one of them uh, she would always end uh, with a rainbow. And often in the rainbow, or in part of it, she put a symbol of a butterfly. You can kind of see in the top uh, left corner, as y'all face it, uh, sort of a, some markings in the clouds that were there for her as a symbol of a butterfly. Uh, both being symbols of God's hope in the midst of the chaos. She said herself, she didn't have words to express all that she was feeling, but it was through her art that she was able to communicate and to articulate what it meant to live with a weight of darkness on you and yet hold on to this hope. Carolyn Sink, who's one of the women that were with her, actually wrote a poem about this this painting, Uh, to give words uh, to the expression here. I want to read it uh, to you uh, this morning. This is what Carolyn wrote. She said, A beautiful butterfly sometimes gets caught in the storms of life, but then she emerges out of the darkness and is carried by hope, like the colors of the rainbow into the bright light of Christ's love. Chris, I'm going to ask you to bring that image back up of the rainbow uh, painting one more time. I'm just going to read it to you again while this image is up on the screen. A beautiful butterfly sometimes gets caught in the storms of life, but then she emerges out of the darkness and is carried by hope like the colors of the rainbow into the bright light of Christ's love. You can leave that up for a minute, Chris. Chris, This painting, this particular painting, this exact one, I actually took a picture of it this morning, uh, hangs on the wall of my office. It's one that I look at often. Uh, It's one that, uh, as I look at it and experience it, it reminds me, uh, particularly as I journey with so many uh, who experience darkness, uh, whether it's a brokenness in relationships or unfulfillment of their own jobs or vocation or a sickness or, or whatever weight might be falling Uh, on these families, and it reminds me, Christy reminds me through her art, that on the breadth, on the the edge of all of that darkness, uh, the darkness is real, and it's true, and we fully experience it, and yet, uh, there is a hope that we are promised in Christ, we are promised through Jesus, that there's a light, there's a butterfly that emerges uh, out of death to bring new life, And I get a chance to be reminded of that every day when I sit in my office because of Christy. Because Christy chose to use her creativity, her gifts, and share this with the world. And I will tell you, uh, for Christy, just like it is for many of us, uh, that's not an easy thing. When we share our creativity with the world, it often comes with risk and vulnerability it comes with us putting ourselves out there in a way that, that we're not sure how people might respond to us or to, to our choice to take a risk in those spaces. And, and when we do that, we are stretched. Our imagination is stretched. Our, our push to personhood is stretched. And, and particularly with social media and with other places, we really put it out there. Um, you know, we're really not sure what people are going to say. Will they like it? Will they understand it? Will they like me? Will they understand me? Will they, will they see me? Will they in this creativity have a chance to experience what I'm trying to communicate or see something different? And yet I have learned through the bravery of someone like Christy what it means to offer your gifts in ways that are not only transforming her but are creating a new imagination for me. Because that's what good art does. What good art does is good art actually stretches our imagination to see things differently. It inverts our perspective it changes our perception so when we experience art or stories or movies or or podcasts or other things that are engaging us we know that they are are serving their purpose when they begin to stretch our imaginations stretch our imagination about what the kingdom of god might be about who the kingdom of god might draw in about what it means to be god's people So I'm going to close with two questions this morning. And they are simply this. How are you allowing the creativity around you to challenge your imagination? And really what I mean by that is where are you seeking God in those creative expressions? Are you uh, looking for God in stories and books and art and TV and movies and music where God might challenge you and draw you to see things differently? Just like Christie's piece of art always challenges me to see things differently. Where are you allowing that to happen in your own life? And secondly, how are you sharing your creative gifts to lead people toward an an expanded imagination of God's kingdom? Where are you using your gifts? Where are those gifts that you've been given to create? And it could be creation, like it could be art, it could be music, it it could be software coding. I mean, it could be lots of things that we use to create. It could be buildings. There's lots of ways that we participate in creation. And and how, are you, how is your creative gifts, how are your creative gifts uh, leading people to God? How are you using those gifts to lead people to God? Are there places you need to take a risk this morning or this week or this month or this year to really offer yourselves for that purpose? I'm reminded, even as recently as this weekend, as we read the news, I know many of you, like, like I did, I saw uh, news stories pop up this morning about El Paso on Saturday and Ohio last night We're reminded all the time that there is such darkness in our world. There's violence in our world. There's brokenness in our world. Uh, Sometimes it's really close to home. Sometimes it's across the country. Sometimes it's around the world. And part of what I hope that we are doing, part of what I think God began in the beginning, was that when God began creating, and when God chooses to use us to create, when we create, we can actually be a light in that darkness. We can be a symbol of hope, a symbol of love, of joy, of peace, of kindness, of patience. And my prayer and my hope for us, my challenge to us is to always be a people who seek to be the light, who offer that hope, that joy, that new way that the kingdom of God offers each of us. Let me pray for us this morning. Almighty God, Almighty God, as we come before you today, uh, we are reminded, we are reminded that uh, you breathed into humankind from the beginning. Your spirit, your nature, your essence, a spirit of nature that is a creative God breathed into us. And our very breath, the breath of life, is the breath of your spirit. So, Lord, just as we breathe in your spirit this morning, we pray that you would give us the courage to breathe out the gifts that you have given us, that we might have the courage to share those gifts with the world, that we might be a people who tangibly offer your grace, your love, your peace to a world of darkness that desperately needs your light. Lord, help us to be that people. In Christ's name, amen. Uh, one of the things that I love about art is that art is a, it's a tangible expression. It's a physical representation of a sometimes un- Uh, intangible truth that we can't always see without this physical uh, expression in front of us. A communion for us, this meal, uh, serves in a very similar way. It is a a tangible, a physical expression of a sometimes intangible truth. It's a representation of something much deeper, uh, much more profound. And so as we come to receive this meal this morning, we come uh, receiving the, the abundance of God's grace uh, the, the, the promise of God's love and God's peace that is offered to each of us. So, as we, as we prepare to receive this morning, let us pray. Almighty God, we give you thanks for who you are. We thank you for the ways that you created in the very beginning, that you separated the light from the darkness, the waters from the earth, the animals, the plants. All of creation, including each one of us, we give you thanks for the ways that your creative breath still breathes into us. And that even when we turned away from your purposes, when we turned away from your desires, that you never stopped pursuing us. through judges, kings, prophets, priests, leaders. Across time and history, you chased after us to draw us back into that divine presence so we might know your love, we might know your hope, we might know your peace. Lord, across time, you chose to break into this world in the form of your Son, Jesus Christ. As a human being, as a tangible expression of an intangible truth, you made known to us what it meant to be part of your family, part of your kingdom. Through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, you gave us new hope. And so this morning, we remember. We remember when Jesus gathered his closest friends around a table for a meal, took bread, broke it, gave thanks, and gave it to those disciples, those friends, and said, take, eat, for this is my body which is given for you. Every time you eat this meal, remember me. The supper was over, took the cup, and again he gave thanks, and he gave it to those disciples, and he said, drink from this, all of you. For this is the blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Every time you drink this cup, remember me. And so, Lord, once again we remember. And we ask that you would pour out your Holy Spirit on all of us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and the cup. Make them be for us, your body, the body of Christ that was redeemed by your blood, that we might also be your church, your body, redeemed by your blood, sent into the world in the power of your spirit, your breath, your wind, your ruah, to go and share your love with this world. Lord, fill us, sustain us, lead us, stretch us to be your people. In Christ's holy name, amen. So in a moment, uh, you'll be invited by ushers to come and receive uh, communion. Uh, we'll have a chance this morning to receive communion by intinction, which means someone will break off a piece of bread and offer it to you with the words the body of Christ given for you. They'll offer you the cup with the words of the blood of Christ shed for you. You can receive the bread, dip it in the cup, and then eat the elements uh, together. There'll be a gluten-free station available in the center as well this morning. Uh, as you do come, you're just reminded that this is not, we don't believe, uh, United Methodist table or our table or the church's table. We believe this is God's table, and so all are invited to come. You don't have to be a member here of any Methodist church to come and receive communion this morning. All that we ask if it, is your, if it is your desire, wherever you are on your journey, to encounter uh, the good news of God today, uh, we invite you to come and receive. There's something served, community, if you come forward at this time. actually come leave this morning, a couple quick invitations. Uh, the first is that uh, if you need to pray with somebody this morning, our prayer team uh, opens the prayer room between services between 9, 30, and 11. So uh, right through these center doors, there's a prayer room. We just invite you uh, to go to be prayed for, to be prayed with uh, this morning as we journey through this life together. Uh, also, after worship, if we've not met yet, I'd love to connect with you. I'm going to hang out up here. Uh, please do come introduce yourselves. I'd love to connect this morning uh, as we uh, as we join together in worship. Uh, as you leave this place I do invite you to receive this blessing. May the God who from the beginning created us out of the dust, makes beautiful things out of the dust. May that God once again this day, just as he breathed his Holy Spirit into each one of us, may he breathe once again so we might be filled up by that Spirit and sent from this place to breathe out into this world the presence of God, so when people experience us, they would not just experience us, but they might indeed experience the presence of Jesus. And with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, go in God's strength, go in God's peace.